Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more sharp robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080 The Fan. Ten oh four Sunday morning. Mike Rashad Joe with you for one more hour till 11 o'clock, leading you into the Seahawks Classic of the Day. That's Patriots Sunday Night Football 2016 game. Uh, but uh, let's talk a little Patriots in 2020, assuming there's a season. Uh, they have finally decided to do something about their SC quarterback position. Uh, so Tom Brady went to the Bucks, and you're like, oh, well, look, they're just going to they're going to tank for Trevor Lawrence, right? Jarrett Stidham, Brian Hoyer, ho-hum. Not so fast. They come in and give us a wonderful Actually, we just missed it last week. It was Sunday, like afternoon after our show. Cam Newton is your newest New England Patriot quarterback. Now, of course, they're not saying he's being given the starting role, and they're not, you know, they're they're doing the whole like, oh, he's going to compete just like everyone else. Cam Newton's the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots this year. He got a one-year incentive-laden deal. It's like a it's like a one point one million dollar, I think, base, and then it's up to seven point five million dollars. Um, but I think this is a great move from the Patriots minus the whole I thought they would tank for Trevor Lawrence and then dominate the NFL again. They're not following that path because they'll be good with with Cam Newton. Um, Yeah, it's a great move for them to compete for the playoffs this year. It really is. Number one, there's no tanking with the Patriots. They're going to compete. That's all. That's always what they're what they're going to do, especially in that division. They're always going to compete like the, the word tank. It doesn't retool is pretty much what they do. And I'm going to be honest, man, like. We've seen this Patriots team win with less. Like we've seen them go eleven and five with Matt Castle, who in no way, shape, or form is ever going to be considered an elite quarterback. And they just barely missed the playoffs because I think they lost the last game to Miami or something stupid. So uh, they just barely they almost went twelve and four again without Tom Brady. And Brady got hurt game one of the season. We saw 
Tom Brady be out for four games and the Patriots win three games with two different quarterbacks. One of them was Jimmy Garoppolo, ended up being pretty good. Kind of kind of good. The other one is Jacoby Brissett, ended up being kind of good, right? Both starting quarterbacks yeah. somewhere. I'm well, not Brissett, not I'm, anymore. But. Well, not, not anymore, but he was. And Brissett played well for, uh, he was for fine. Indiana, or, uh, Indianapolis. He wasn't terrible. Um, I, was, I was okay with Jared Stidham. I thought Jared Stidham could come in there and play well. We've seen uh, who's who's the other guy you you mentioned uh, Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer, thank you. Brian Hoyer, we've seen Jerome him. Team Rashad, man. I don't know. Brian Hoyer is a he's a he's a he's a traveling man. But, we, but we've seen Brian Hoyer as a Texan go to the playoffs as a Texan, a Houston Texan with Bill O'Brien, the guy that I know you don't like as an offensive mind or as an as a coach at all or any type of you know in in, in any capacity. He's pretty bad. Brian Hoyer went to the playoffs with that team. So you've got – I think Big Daniels is smart enough. Obviously, Belichick is smart enough to be able to, to form something great. But then you went out and got Cam Newton. If you don't know anything about the Patriots offense, it's dink and dunk. It's four yards at a time. You know, they're not going for the gusto typically. They're not going deep downfield or anything like that unless they had Randy Moss that, that year or the for the few games uh, that J- uh, Josh Gordon actually played. They don't go deep like that. Cam Newton is the perfect quarterback for a system like the Patriots. Seriously, I'm not going to ask you to throw it super deep. A lot of intermediate passes, a lot of quick slants, a lot because that's the way the Patriots play. They're quick. They're they've got guys like Julian Edelman on the, uh, playing the slot, and just guys like Hogan who was there a while ago. That just that's what they do. They move around and create space and catch the ball in space. And then you have you can't spend so much time worrying about these guys because Cam Newton can take off on you. And he can take off for five or six yards all of a sudden, sometimes more than that. And Cam also doesn't slide. He's going to initiate some contact. And he's so big that he can just fall forward. He should probably learn to slide because he keeps getting hurt. I mean, he got hurt hurt his ankle like that. Well, his foot and his his shoulder, of course, is still bad. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe learn to slide. But, again, having that bigger body, you know, almost like Big Ben has kind of been a huge part of his arsenal. So, I think Cam is going to be perfect. He's somebody that loves to work hard. We know he loves to work hard. He's somebody that's fiery. Their last quarterback in Tom Brady was incredibly fiery. You didn't see it all the time, but when he came on there and he's starting spitting venom and stuff like that, you knew to to get in line or get out of the way, you know, for Tom Brady. I think Cam has that a similar um, personality like that as far as just wanting to be the best and wanting to make sure that he competes. I think this is going to be huge for this team, and it gives them a completely different look. The Patriots, who already have an offense that I'm not going to say can't be stopped because it, it definitely can be, but one that's kind of complex to learn, some, something that changes week to week to week to week. Now, I think Cam is the perfect weapon at quarterback to be able to kind of get them to move forward. And it takes them in a totally – this completely changes the whole uh, ideology of the Patriots. And it completely, completely changes the whole, like, look – of how they play football. So and I, I think trust, it's going to be awesome. And I trust the Pats will be able to to change that as well. They're not going to force Cam Newton into a box because I think the one thing that, that I think a lot of people view as the Patriot way is they played that way because they had Tom Brady as their quarterback for so many years, right? They knew his strengths. They knew his weaknesses. I mean, they knew he was good at mostly everything, but they built an offense that made him the most successful. Cam Newton's a very different quarterback. Um, and I a thousand percent believe the Patriots offense will look very different this year. They're not going to try to fit cam into the Pats offense. They're going to fit the offense around cam. Um, I also think that this instantly puts them in a playoff conversation again. I still think the bills are the best team in the AFC East. 
um, in terms of their roster. It's just really good, but they have one fatal flaw, and it's their quarterback. Josh Allen statistically is great. I just do not believe in him as a quarterback. So uh, they'll probably still win the division, but what I think happens here is this puts the Patriots back into the, the wildcard conversation. I thought the Patriots are going to be bad, bad this year, like really bad. And all of a sudden, one player, assuming he's healthy, that will obviously be a big key. If Cam cannot throw the ball from me to you because his shoulder is still bad or his foot never fully healed, then this will be a failed experiment because he last year did not look the part when he came back before he got re-hurt in Carolina. He looked not great uh, coming back from his shoulder sur surgery. So, you know, assuming he's healthy, I think this puts the Patriots back into a playoff position as well. Yeah, and that's especially considering the division they're in. Let's just be honest. The AFC East is not super competitive. You know, we expect the Bills to be the best team in that division, but eh, we don't know. Again, uh, Josh Allen is their quarterback, and I don't think Josh Allen is terrible. He's been – how about this? He's been better than Sam Darnold, if we're being honest. Like, over the for the past couple of years, like, he's been through two years. I'd give the nod to Allen over Darnold. You know, of course, Darnold had some injuries and stuff like yeah. that, but – if, if we're Look, being Josh, honest, Josh Allen has been impressive. Yeah, if we're being honest, as far I as, just don't believe in him because he can't throw the ball well. I mean, but who was honestly when when Allen was being drafted, it was it was he, it was Rosen, it was Darnold. Darnold and it, was it one? Was it one other? Uh, I can't it remember. Was, it was Trubisky? No, it wasn't Trubisky. Was it Deshaun Watson? It was Deshaun Watson. Was it that year? Was it Deshaun Watson? Because this is year three. This this will be year Hold three on. for Darnold. Sam Darnold draft because he went to the Jets. That is the 2018 draft. I could could be Deshaun Watson. I can't really. Uh, I I, can't really I, I know there were. Oh, it was Baker. Baker Mayfield. Okay, there you go. So yeah, because you went Baker one, Darnold three, Josh Allen seven, Josh Rosen ten. So and who and of all those guys, of course Baker has been probably the most successful at this point. You know, Lamar Jackson, 32. There we go. So, okay, never mind. Lamar Jackson has been the most successful at this point. But as far as the guys that, you know, Sam Darnold was supposed to be the new Brett Favre, right? He was supposed to be the new Elway. Like, he was going to be the one of all the guys that, that they talked about. He was going to be the one that came in and just set the world on fire. Like, and, and it just, it hadn't really happened yet. And so far, Josh Allen is the one that's, you know, outside of obviously Baker and Lamar Jackson, man, he is the third best quarterback of that group. And so I, I think you give him that and everything else, man, that's saying a lot. So now Cam is. I think he's better than Baker, too. Cam's the best quarterback in the AFC East. You know what I'm saying? All off top. I don't think Cam has ever been the best quarterback outside of his MVP year in his uh, in his division. Well, like, he's had the pleasure of having Drew Brees across from him his entire career. There you go. And then also <laughs> you, there's Matt Ryan, you know, that was there. So he's never really been considered. You know, but also Jameis was there, so he's always been better than Jameis. Yeah, whatever. But he's never been considered like the best quarterback in that division. I think even when he won his MVP, they, they people still say, "Yeah, Drew Brees is the guy." He is. Um, it is a very smart move by the Patriots, especially considering nobody else seemed interested in signing him. I didn't understand why. Um, he's a big personality. He's loved in the locker room by his teammates. Uh, he's great in the community. I think it's a win-win for the Pats. Um, the only negative, I suppose, I mean, we heard this from Boston Radio. I'm not, I'm not calling it a negative, but people will call it a negative, uh, is that he's he's a little bit showy, right? He dresses in a very kind of flashy way. and He, he does dresses this, like an Atlanta housewife. And he does the Superman stuff. And, like, you know, that's that's him. And I think a lot of Boston fans will probably dislike that because they're used to the, the Patriot way. But that's not going to be a detractor. Uh, I think 
True. I think True it's going to be. I think honestly, I think for New England, I, it's. I think it's a breath of fresh air. It's something that you haven't had before. You know, especially at the quarterback position. Like you've got somebody with, and mind you, it, it, Brady is you know as, as swagged out as as they get. Like he, you know, he married a supermodel. But man, you've got like a, a vocal, boisterous quarterback that's back there with all this vibrato and stuff like that, and doesn't mind mixing it up with other other players. Doesn't mind mixing it up with his own team. We remember that him and Josh Gordon or uh, Josh Norman got into the fight at uh, training camp one year, you know. And I think that's something that fiery players still do. And after about ten years in the league, I mean, Cam Newton is still one of those guys. So. I'm excited to see what he does. I think this is just a, a brand new storyline for the NFL. And uh, as a Patriots fan, man, I'm super, super excited to see what Cam. Because I couldn't stand Cam Newton at Auburn. Oh, I couldn't stand him. He was so he, all the showiness that you talked about. I couldn't stand it. But now that now that I'm older, man, Cam was cold. And uh, <laughs> Cam was cold. Like, and really, you have to take take time to appreciate what he's been able to do through his career because his teams in uh, Carolina were not always great. All right, let's take a break. We got a little bit more NFL coming up next before hate it or love it. All it took, finally, was some corporate pressure. And we may be seeing the end of the Redskins as a mascot. That's next on The Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Ten twenty here on your Sunday morning. Mike Rashad, Joe with you. And uh, we are seeing some changes in the NFL and actually maybe in the MLB as well. So... FedEx, who is the one who paid millions of dollars to the Redskins to uh, be the name of their stadium, FedEx Field, wrote a letter or made a statement to Dan Snyder, the team owner, saying uh, they want to change the name. And then we heard something similar from the Cleveland Indians this week, that they are going to be doing an internal review of the name as well. They've been uh, phasing out Chief Wahoo as their logo, which is the uh, clearly racist um, caricature of a Native American person. Um, they've been phasing that out, and they've gone to kind of the Red Sea instead, although Chief Wahoo still does exist in you know as a logo for them. It's just not used quite as often. And uh, we might finally be seeing the names changed of a couple of these teams that, uh, that have a bit of a racist history. And I think it's about GD time, especially for the Redskins. I mean, my God. <laughs> at, least, at least the Indians have been phasing out Chief Wahoo, but the Redskins were so defiant. No, we will never change the name. No. And it's like, but but people are saying it's racist and it's hurtful. No. It's my team. Oh, hey, money talks. FedEx, big old sponsor goes, hey, you should probably change that. And they're like, oh, well, yes, FedEx. Of course, FedEx. Yes, 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 of course. Um, it's good. I mean, it's too late. Well, it's not too late. It's late, but it's good. Uh, right? It's 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 awesome. Um, that was a just, very defeated just, sounding sign. No, I mean, just because I, I, awesome that the name is changing. 
It should have changed. We talked about this was something that we talked about on this show five years ago. The name does the, the that's an offensive name, and so since I have never called them that name, I, I've, I've called them Washington. I don't even bother calling that name because it's incredible. If they said there was a the Atlanta Black Faces, I'd be I'd be pretty pissed off, mm-hmm. you know, by that name. The truth is, like you said, man, it's unfortunate that money talks. The people that were hurt and the people that have been uh, really lobbying lobbying for this change, you know, from uh, different Indian organizations and activists and, uh, you know, just a, a, a multitude of people from a whole bunch of different races have come forward and said, this is wrong. This is bad. Like, you should change this. Like, um, do you remember when Bomani Jones wore the shirt that said Caucasians on it? And it was basically the exact same logo as the yeah. Indians, but it had a money sign. He's a white, like, people were so offended by that. Like, oh, my gosh. I think Bamani got even fined uh, by ESPN at a point for, or, or like, you know, given a, like, a suspended or something like that for a little bit for, for wearing that. And, like, man, this is just mocking the racism that the, that the, the hypocrisy that Major League Baseball kind of puts up with all the time. Like, you, if you say this is offensive, this shirt that says Caucasians on it is offensive, but that shirt with the red Indian on it is not offensive, you're crazy. Like, that's that's for no reason. So Dan Snyder has been adamant, like you said, not changing the name. It's not racist. We're not changing the name. It's not racist. And then finally, the money people step in, and now he's like, oh, okay, well, I guess, I guess it could be kind of racist. It's like, man, money really talks. And so you're seeing all across the board, man, if it involves money, then people are try- are hopping too. They want to make sure that they don't lose any more money. And, I mean, good for you, Dan Snyder, for changing it. But now we now everybody knows the reason why you're actually changing it is is on some, some BS because you felt pressure from the people that pay for your stadium. And that's the reason why, like, I mean, I'm glad you, you worked out with your partnership like that, but what about all the people of color that play for your organization, that have played for your organization, your black quarterback that uh, won you a Super Bowl at one point. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's certain things that I think they should have addressed and they didn't. They let it go for this long. And now that, you know, big money says you have to change it, they're going to hop to and change it. So I understand. I just wish it came much sooner. And I wish it came because Dan Snyder knew it was wrong and wanted to change it because it was wrong, not because he felt like his bottom line was going to be a thing. Yeah, but, you know. Some of those people, they you can't you can't get through to them, and and it takes this to to push it. And if the end result happens, then I think that's still what matters here. It's still what is important. What do you want to see the name change to? I've seen a lot of conversations about this. One of my favorites I saw was I guess I didn't know this. I guess I won a design contest a couple of years ago for a Redskins name change. It's the Red Tails, and uh, it's a nod to the planes flown by the Tuskegee Airmen, an all-black squadron of fighter and bomber pilots who fought in World War II and were, th- were the first black military aviators in the U.S. Armed Forces. Um, you know, it keeps the red, right? Uh, you, you can probably, you can keep the color scheme and all that the same. It is in support of a group of people that is getting a lot of support now because they deserve it. Um, it could be a help, a helpful push in, in people, you know, learning about the, that group of, of fighters in world war two. Um, and I just think it's kind of a cool, unique name, right? You can go generic and, you know, pick a, another name that's based around native Americans, I suppose, even though I think you'd probably want to avoid that at this point. But, uh, yeah, I thought red tails was a pretty cool name. Red tails is a cool name, you know, and it has a great backstory. Again, the Tuskegee airmen are some of the more underappreciated, um, 
soldiers that you'll find, you know, that you'll talk about. You probably, well, a lot of people probably don't know much about them, but I think the Red Tails is an awesome name. And again, you don't have to really change much. You can keep the same colors. You can keep the same, you know, everything. I saw the I saw the logo of uh, what a rail t- Red Tail would be, and I was like, man, that's you know, that's pretty cool. Let's do something. Was it like a was it plane based? It's a, yeah, it's a plane, and then there's just red. Uh, Tip a uh, red front and like a the red tail on the back of the plane and everything. So, um, great movie if you haven't seen it. Red Tails or if you haven't seen Tuskegee Airmen, you can get some more clarity if you don't feel like doing all the research and everything about who they were and what they did. But no, we got a text here that said met a couple made uh, met a couple Native Americans and up in Warm Springs wearing a shirt that says 100% Redskin. Everybody's not offended by it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's, there's a been, lot. There's there been a lot of, yeah, there 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 are a lot of you know Indian you know leaders and stuff that they man they're I'm not tripping about the name, and that's fine, you know. But I'm one of those people that feels like everybody doesn't have to be offended, you know what right. I'm saying, by by something like. If, but if I know like half of your uh, population or close to it, it feels a certain way about it, like okay, it might be it might be time to at least address it. Or because least... there weren't there a group of tribe leaders who came together to ask them to change the name? Yes, originally. Yeah. Yes, but then uh, there are always going to be some people that are going to be like, no, I I disagree. I think it's fine. I think it's good. I think it's a representation of us or me. Okay, well, I can't stop you from feeling the way you feel. If that's how you feel about your heritage, then that's fine. But there are some also there are also some people that don't feel that that strongly, or so you don't feel as um, they're not as loose with it as far as yeah, yeah, man, we, I don't mind it. No, there's some people that take a, an enormous amount of offense to it, and I think it's, it's important that we address that too. Uh, we had uh, this apparently. I didn't. I didn't know this was an actual change that happened. Uh, Miami of Ohio was also the Redskins. Yes. And now they're the Red Hawks, uh, which is kind of a cool name. Um, you know, maybe it's a little weird for an NFL team to copy a college team and making the exact direct change, but uh, I think that's a pretty cool name. I also saw Senators, which as a baseball fan is funny uh, to me to have the Washington Senators come back, the old baseball team. Uh, I was reading here, here though, that the uh, Nationals still technically own the rights to that name because it is the old baseball team in uh, D.C., uh, other ones that are on this list that I found, you know, you could do Bravehearts, Warriors, Renegades. You can kind of keep it like a spear theme just without, like, the actual, like, Native American stuff to it. Um, also, a lot of people have suggested Braves um, because that is a name that has been used to represent Native Americans. However, I still think there's a little bit of a debate of whether or not that is okay or not. I don't think it's a negative, but I've heard people even ask, like, the Atlanta Braves to change their, their name, too. So. Really? Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if there's a negative connotation to it, but I have a feeling they're going to avoid that at all costs. But I, I think that's that's a cool name. I too, just though. I just feel like if it's something that's considered racist or anything, I, I don't think I, that's just me. I don't think it should be a hard conversation as far as man. Let's let's address how to how to change this to something positive or how to change it to something that everybody that people sometimes somebody's going to be mad about something. You know, we changed the name of the of the Civil War here, and I guarantee they're like for me. I was like, I don't, I'm not crazy about the Civil War name change, but I understand why, and so I'm, I'm not gonna fight it. And if you come up with something cool, then cool. Like let's let's call it that. You know, so I feel the same way about well, not the same way because I feel like the Redskins logo is clearly racist and needs to change and everything. But it's you got to make sure I got to make sure it's something cool. It's got to make sure it's something that also and you have to make sure it's something that represents. Washington, you know, it can't be anything that's just like, oh, it's just a random thing. They want to change. Like, make sure you pick something that represents your city and represents your team and the history of your team and all those things. Like, that's fine. But I just don't think it has to be something that people should be offended by. If you're offended by a logo or defended by a name of a team, it's probably because the name of the team is 
overtly racist or weird or sexist or whatever the case is. We got to get going. Hate it or love it is coming up next. Joe will pose us with a couple of questions and award us points based on our answers. The winner hosts the final segment. First, Joe has sports, though. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Ten thirty-five. That music. I just shook Rashad to the core a little bit. Whew. I showed him the video of Tanaka getting hit from Stanton. The sound when Tanaka gets hit is sickening. Ugh, I have not seen it. I just uh, obviously read the news. Would you like me to show it to you? No, no, I think no? I'm good. Okay. Knowing it's sick- that it's a sickening sound. Knowing that uh, he's was, actually okay. So yeah, that's apparently. that's fantastic. But just knowing it was Giancarlo Stan that hit that ball too, I was just like, oh god. Ugh. That's that was great. That, that sound. What's that- the exit speed on that ball, Tom? Way too fast. Yeah. Way too fast. All right, Joe. What do you got for us in Hater Love It today, sir? We got a 4th of July themed. Okay. Uh, one. Um, Is it like all non-sports based then? Yeah. All Ooh. Yeah, non-sports 4th nice. of July Ooh, We've never done question. an all non-sports one. Nice. Let's go. Yes, yes. And this uh, first one is um, you guys can try your hand at public safety here because uh, fireworks... Okay or illegal fireworks don't really seem illegal (laughs) anymore. Uh, I mean, at least in my neighborhood, we had two different households using mortars and M80s, and then there was like two different cul-de-sacs down the street from us that were going off last night. And there is some insane footage from Los Angeles last night. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I want to say KTLA tweeted out a video of just like the skyline, and oh my God. It was hundreds of people doing fireworks shows within like a... A 30-second clip of a helicopter flying. It it was just insane. So I beg the question, hate it or love it, illegal fireworks just need to be made need to be made legal at this point. Um, I'm gonna say hate, and it's for this very one reason. Obviously, them being illegal is not stopping people from getting them generally, but I think it will stop some people from getting them. And some people who would be stopped from getting them when they were allowed to get them will blow their hand off. So the fact that they're illegal, uh, it's it's one of those like wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of things like don't buy fireworks, Joe, wink, wink. Um, but if you start, you know, putting them in your backyard, we're not going to come arrest you. Although I, I remember two years ago, I did see some police officers uh, go stop people from lighting fireworks off in my neighborhood. I actually watched them go to the people and say, hey, that's not allowed. Um, I just think that it's one of those things that it's very dangerous, right? Or can be very dangerous. Uh, we've seen, you know, big injuries from it. We've seen those videos where like the firework falls sideways and then shoots into the side of the yard and then spins in a circle and starts chasing people. If you, if you make it legal, I feel like you're allowing more people the ability to buy them and that will allow for more injuries. Right now, I feel like we're kind of in a sweet spot of like, Hey, it's still fun and people have fireworks and most people aren't getting hurt. Obviously there's still some injuries. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and say, eh, don't change it. It's fine. 
man, I love that they should make him legal. Uh, number one, I'm tired of driving all the way to Washington uh, to be able to get fireworks in the first place. You have to know somebody. You have to go and make sure you get there days in advance to make sure things aren't sold out by the time you get closer to the second, third, or fourth. Uh, I, number one, have you seen the fireworks that are actually legal here in Portland? Legal? Yes. Well, those are just like little sparklers, right? Yes. They're terrible. Yeah, just it's a waste of money. Stuff. It's yeah. $45, $60 for things to go or there's no there's no big bang there's no kids while that's fun for them to lighten what everything was that like that <laughs> you know the thing that does Pretty that accurate. You know what I'm things that things that go they, they're they're bright for all of like four to five seconds and the then blossoms it's the spinning blossoms the blossoms oh my gosh like and if you're if you're five years old that might be fun but as you get to be nine ten eleven twelve and you want things to go boom Man, when you're driving down the street or when you're lighting your little punk-ass $30 fireworks and everything from that thing, and then you see your neighbors have the ones that shoot in the air, make a big sound when they go off, and then bang, up in the air, that's something to be seen. Everybody should be privy to that feeling. Man, it was the coolest feeling in the world last year when I got to do that for my son for the first time, is to be able to light the ones that go bang in the air, to see all the different the colors and everything. Man, that was that for an eight-year-old kid, man, that was cool. And for the 36-year-old dad at that point to be able to do that, man, it was equally as cool to be able to see it. So they should, they should definitely be legal. The fact that they're illegal is silly. They should just be an age limit on the people that can actually buy them. And people will follow that age limit? No. This text says a lot of the ones you think are illegal aren't, and there are always a lot of neighborhoods that have block parties, so to speak, and or competitions. Good times. Go. This is from Washington, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the, I grew up in Jersey where it was illegal as well. Uh, you had to go to Pennsylvania to get them, but every town had a fireworks show. So we didn't go get them illegally. We just went to the town show, and it was great. And that was, that was kind of the nice thing is, like, some people who do their own fireworks, I've noticed, have really, really cool like timing and they they put them up they have like this whole thing right they've been planning it and they have they know what they're doing and it's actually really good other ones are just like one goes in the air pop five minutes later one goes in the air pop and you're like okay and you go to the town show they've got it all like orchestrated and it's choreographed and there's all these cool it's that's a lot of fun so i grew up doing that i never actually i I never actually had the urge to get them myself because we always just went to the really cool show and i got to just sit there on the, you know, on the towel on the ground, look up at the sky and see the fireworks, and you know, the little the lightning bugs were all over the place, and they're memories for me. I like those memories. I, I don't know. I guess I just never really felt the urge to have them myself, so I, I don't really it. feel that strongly about it. Uh, you have you don't have kids yet, but when when you do, you know, you'll more than likely want to get into things to go boom. No, yeah, maybe. All right, now from the fireworks to the festivities, and that is uh, the food. Mm. One of the best parts of Fourth of July. I don't know about you guys. One of the guys. best parts about everything. Yeah, true. Um, I absolutely gorged yesterday, and um, I saw I had, your I saw your text back like, "Oh, you would have destroyed us." And who had the best food yesterday? Uh, I'll get to that. But um, <laughs> the first thing I have to ask is because you have all the different options of foods at parties or whatever you might get yourself, and I got myself a tub of pineapple. I love I love pineapple chunks. My, my favorite fruit. You know. Uh, but I feel like one fruit is like the quintessential Fourth of July fruit. Hate it or love it, watermelon, the quintessential Fourth of July side dish. Wow, quintessential. You go first, Rashad. Hmm. I feel like it's racist to make me go first, though. <laughs> so, only the second question. Yo, right. so I listen. Love, like I mean, tell me a, a fruit that's more 
um, connected to 4th of July than a watermelon. Like, you look at, you know, you throw some watermelon there, you want to make it festive, maybe throw some blueberries in there and stuff like that, and you can get the red, white, and blue with maybe some some type of honeydew. I don't know, man, whatever is white, bananas or whatever. Honeydew, People do that. underrated, yeah. by honeydew the way. Honeydew is, is, is a great fruit and everything. If, Cantaloupe if, even if you get the right, If you get the right honeydew, it's, it's actually... Very, you know, very some honeydew good. is bad, but uh, watermelon is one of those things, man. It's it's usually it's number one. It's the best tasting melon of of any of them. You can get the ones that are seedless and everything like that. But again, when you chop it up into chunks and things like that, man, watermelon is it's untouched. You know what I'm saying? Put it in slices, put it in chunks, nice little rind. Do whatever you want to do with it, man. Like watermelon is is by far and away as far as Fourth of July. Now overall, as far as fruits, it's it's in the I think it's in the top five. But for 4th of July, I don't think there's any fruit that's more connected with that day than the watermelon. Um, I guess I'll say love as well, because my memories of the watermelon are all summer based. I remember going to summer camp and it was always hot as balls outside. And you'd always have watermelon as a snack when you were like coming back from the lake or you were doing something. For lunch or whatever. Yeah, yeah. it would always be the watermelon and it would always be delightful. Um, I, it's not my favorite melon. Cantaloupe is my favorite melon, which is why I mentioned it when you were talking there. I love cantaloupe, but... Um, Really? <laughs> Do you not like cantaloupe, Joe? Damn. I mean, I like it, but to be the favorite melon, my God, Mike. Well, it's better than honeydew, and I like it better than watermelon. So I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say. It's my hot. <laughs> it's my opinion on melons. Um, the only other thing I'll give you as a potential Fourth of July fruit is the chocolate-covered strawberry, because that will always make an appearance when you go to parties and backyards, and it's like a good dessert little thing where it's like, "Ooh, I'm healthy," but it's covered in chocolate. Uh, and you can like do red, white, and blue stuff on it to make it all themed. So I think that could that could put up a fight against watermelon. Tax bra- <laughs> different tax brackets, Bo. Different but, tax uh, brackets. <laughs> but I uh, I do uh, I do think watermelon fits perfectly for the holiday, and uh, it is delightful. Okay. But you got to get seedless because the seeds are annoying. I don't know. Spitting them, get a nice spittoon next to you, make that ding uh, sound. Uh, that's, yes. that's a little fun. So right? classy, Joe. <laughs> okay. Now, yesterday, uh, I was pretty damn determined to make some good ribs yesterday. And I don't have a smoker or a charcoal grill, so I had to use a propane grill. And I was like, okay, I got to figure out how to make this work, though, with a propane grill. And I got some chips, uh, wood uh, barbecue chips, put them in some aluminum foil, got them close to the burner, uh, put the ribs off to the side. I cooked those babies for about four, four and a half hours on some Ooh, on real super low, low. Yes, very low. Low indirect heat. Yes. Had mustard on there with the rub on top of it, and then I was able to sauce them up. I mean, Joey can speak to it. They were absolutely amazing. They were great. He's distracted in his NBA live game, so whatever. But they were fantastic. Yeah, he looks very unenthused by yeah. your ribs. I mean, they were great. <laughs> I almost had the whole rack to myself. Um, and so you can go ribs, hot dogs, hamburgers, but I say barbecue ribs, the quintessential 4th of July main dish food, whatever. Wow. Well, I mean, the way you described it, it sounds delightful, Joe, but I will say this. I have not gone to too many 4th of July parties where ribs were the star of the show. So quintessential, I'm going to go ahead and say hate. Uh, delightful. Sure. Uh, I would agree with that. Your ribs sounded very, very good. Uh, it sounds like you took some advice from the text line that I saw on Thursday. People telling you how to cook the ribs correctly, indirect heat, all that kind of stuff. Um, look, it's it's the hamburger hot dog combo. That's the quintessential Fourth of July food. It, it you may not think it's the best. You may not think it it, it is Rashad. If you're if you're going to a Fourth of July party, you get the hot dog hamburger. You get the you get one hot dog. You get one little small burger, and you're you get some potato salad and some chips, and you're on your way. That's the quintessential 4th of July food to me. 
Um, I don't know. I'm very curious what you're going to say now because you're shaking your head at me. But, uh, it, I mean, you, you talk about basic barbecue. That's it right there. Or wings. You know, wings would be another one that you could even put ahead of the ribs, I would say. So those three would be the quintessential. So I, I love it that ribs are the quintessential food for a barbecue. Really? Here's For, for the 4th of July in particular. Um, here's why. The hamburgers, hot dog thing, that's a, not a barbecue. That's a that's like a cookout. That's a, you know, we're going to go ahead and put some, some burgers and some dogs on there. But I'm telling you this. If you have a barbecue and you invite me over and there's only burgers and dogs, I'm going to be mad. You know what I mean? Just because I'm just saying, like, if there's not more options than burgers and dogs, that's going to be a problem. For for the 4th of July, just for the 4th of July, man, a slab of ribs, no matter, man, St. Uh, Louis-style baby back whatever the case is man those are what's gonna go first you know three four five slabs of ribs on there man that's the one like for real to especially if they're good ribs and the, the meat is falling off the bone or you have a nice sauce or something like that man those are the things that you're i'm not taking home a to-go plate of two burgers that's not gonna happen i will take home a to-go plate of some ribs maybe a couple pieces of chicken some potato salad some pasta salad you know what i'm saying some some other stuff like that like all that is going to come back but if it's just a, a, a barbecue with hot dogs and hamburgers that's that's not gonna you're not gonna see many to go plates you're gonna have a lot of extra burgers that you're gonna have to toss when it's all over and after a little while man nobody wants to reheat a burger or a hot dog you know when you get home like nobody it doesn't hit the same but you reheat those ribs you reheat that mac and cheese you reheat those beans yeah that's that's all going to come back in in a great way for you so, yeah, no, yeah, got to have ribs on 4th of July. And with that, Rashad making the statement. Come I mean, get he, some ribs he, came, time, he came out strong today with, he did. with all of his takes. I had a so. feeling I was going to lose based on some of this, so, you know. Man, chocolate covered strawberries, though, at the barbecue. That's not something I'm used to. <laughs> well, a little fancy little dessert, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, coming up next, uh, we'll figure it out. Next on the fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Well, we got a lot of people that agree with Lynch and think that burgers are the quintessential uh, go-to for. I'm just, how is that any different from like any other time it's warm and you, you know, want to put something on the grill? It's not, but I just think when you picture Fourth of July barbecue, you picture that that plate of like one burger and one hot dog that you have. I don't know. That's that's at least it's for me. That's I'll, how I picture. I'll it. give Lynch an extra point. I mean, it doesn't close the gap. No. Uh, nearly enough to get the win, but I I hear you. It's like if it's a barbecue uh, Fourth of July. If you don't have burgers or buns, it yeah. almost feels like, you know, like, in no right, way, well, that's the gimme. You should have done that at least. Yeah, and in no way am I saying that burgers and dogs aren't supposed to be there. They're absolutely supposed to. Number one, you have kids there. And if you're, you know, the kids typically don't want ribs. They want hot dogs and hamburgers at that point. So for me, that's what the hot dogs and hamburgers have always been for. That's always been kind of designated for the kids to come in there or, you know, somebody that, mind you, the food might not be done yet. All the food, hey, let me grab a burger real fast or or I'm a big fan of the hot link, which are awesome. You know what I mean? So, Lynch, I don't know about you. Hot link? Is that so just like a, a special no. sausage? So that's I mean, a, yes, it is. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's like a spicy sauce. Like I've never heard sausage. it called that. But, yeah, I mean, you have like the different types of sausages. Yeah, yeah sure. no, yeah. So hot links next time, if you like spicy, 
grab some hot links, you know, some pretty, some maybe some Louisiana ones, man. Those are always, always super good. But no, I think really as far as the barbecue, and I, I don't want to go as far as say a lot of it is, you know, cultural. But to, to be real, like from a, coming from a black household, there are certain things that we knew were going to be at the barbecue, and then uh, sometimes you know, there's I've been to some other barbecues. I have a lot of you know white friends, white family. Some things they're they're not as some things are just different, and that's cool. The potato salad is different. The you know, and it's cool. It's all still good. You know, it's not so, seasoned. <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> that's not fair. I have some I have some friends, some white friends, who are amazing cooks, and the potato <laughs> salad and the greens, and some do people do the greens with the cabbage together, and it's like which is awesome. So yeah, that's that's I think that could be a myth sometimes. One thing I will say is raisins don't go on potato salad. For anybody listening right now, raisins <laughs> don't go anywhere near your potato salad, and that's an easy way for your dish to be passed over during whatever holiday that you're celebrating. Uh, we got this text that says, this argument is fine for the next level of food, but you're talking quintessential. That stuff is like the extravagant version of a barbecue setup. But that's what the 4th of July is. It's it's a different barbecue setting, right? You know I mean, everything about the 4th of July is just, it's a different vibe. Like if now if we're talking, man, oh, it's a nice day. It's 75 outside or 80 outside. I'm going to do the grill and hot dogs and hamburgers that, makes sense you know some chicken some salmon on the grill all that makes sense but if we're talking fourth of july just the fourth of july i think ribs are essential and we asked somebody i'm from alabama you got to have ribs it's one of those things like it's just on the menu or if if, if not ribs there's a brisket somewhere that's been smoked or whatever Damn. the case is like which i haven't had in a while and good brisket is hard to find people that make good brisket shout, man if you make great brisket please let us know here uh, and I would be more than happy to come pick some up for me because I would love a, a good brisket. You, have you ever done a, have you ever done a pig like roasted a pig or like a whole a, pig? Like a whole pig? No, I'd no. I'd been at a wedding where they did a whole pig. Uh, my dad has been pretty determined to hunt down a whole pig and do that as well. Bro, so I've done it a couple times. There's this thing that's called like a kaja box. I think I'm saying that right. I hope I'm, I'm probably not. C A J A. But it's this thing like you, you, they'll, you butterfly the, the pig or you go to Gartner's or whoever you know, place you go, right. and they'll do it for you. And you put these coals on top and everything, and you cook it for like six hours. And like I don't know if I, that's, yeah, that's you, the only way I want to eat any food ever. You don't now. stick an apple core in its mouth. And no, like, no. Like, and then, you know, there's, there's a lot like of ways to do the it. Movies. Like, yeah, you can do the, do, the, do the spit, and you can do the whole thing. But, man, it's just it's one of those things. Like, so I'm – before the summer is over, I'm going to roast a pig. You guys are going to be invited. Um, there's going to be pork for days. So Let's there's go. going to be bags full of pork for you to take home to you and your family. So, Lil Joe, I hope you like hope you like pig, bro. Hope you like pig butt because you're going to be eating a lot of it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I guess I just haven't had that many crazy experiences of barbecues. Maybe it's you know I grew up in New Jersey. You know, not really a barbecue capital. I mean. My is dad, there a good barbecue in Jersey, though? Can I, you find a good I, spot? I'm sure you can find good spots because yeah. there's a lot of people who live there, but I didn't really experience it. So That's the one thing I've heard from all my friends that are from, like, New York or, you know, Jersey or somewhere around there. They're like, I, I don't know. I don't know where is a good barbecue place. I don't really, want, we don't really do barbecue like that. And it's like, that's crazy because I love barbecue. So, And I'm glad yesterday came around. Shout out to everybody that was able to stay. Hopefully everybody stayed safe yesterday, too. You know, the one thing we don't want to do is continue to spread any viruses. So hopefully everybody was able to be safe and have a great time with their families and their friends and things like that. But do it, you know, at a distance. That's going to do it for us today. Continue staying safe out there, like Rashad said. Be smart. Um, you know, things feel like they might be coming back to slight normalcy, but also 
the numbers are saying the opposite. So uh, just be careful out there. We'll be here every single Sunday, 9 to 11 for you. Talking sports, non-sports, and whatever is coming back, we'll be getting into that. And uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Seahawks uh, Classics coming up next. This is The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.